All right. Episode 17. We're getting there. Sweet 17. Sweet, yeah, no. <laughs> it works, too. I don't know why it's... We 16. can see R-rated movies now. Yeah, we can. hey oh. Yeah. I probably won't because I'm scared, but I could <laughs> if I wanted to. What was the first R-rated movie you ever saw? Like, in theaters, you think? Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. Mm. I, it been... was 300 was for me. You know, that, that sounds pretty close. Yeah. Because um, 2006, I think, you know, what was I, 14 or 13 or 14? Right. And so my my sister worked at the movie theater. Oh, okay. And so she she could get, like, tickets for free, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, whatever, it's the boys. Like, we're the two youngest ones, so they're like, they let us do whatever, because that's, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, right? And my sister, works. yeah, my sister like freaked out. There's like, yeah, they're rated our movie. Like, you can't let him see that. You could never want to let me see movies and this and that. Like, it was, yeah, it was a whole event. Well, your sister's but older too, right? She's three years older. That's why. And, I think it's less yeah. the boys. Well, and it's more the the, the age because my sister didn't get to see anything, and I got to see stuff when it was when I was little. Yeah, and that's just how parents her. are with kids and age and stuff. Well, because my when my sister was like thirteen or fourteen, she went to. I want to say Walmart, whatever, but she bought Cruel Intentions DVD and it's a rated R movie. Like she was really into that movie and my parents freaked out and they made her go return it because it was wow. rated R and they, they like yelled at the guy. I was like, you should have ID'd her. She's not 17. She can't buy it, this and that. And so that stuck with my sister was like, okay, if that's the rule then. Right. And so when my parents were like, oh, they're going to go see 300 and it's just nothing but dicks and swords. And she was like, <laughs> no capes. fucking and capes. Yeah. Dicks and capes and dicks. Dicks and capes and dicks. <laughs> she freaked out. Was like, "No way, I'm not getting them free tickets." And my dad was like, "All right, fine, I'll just pay for them." <laughs> and so we, and that was the first rated R movie. Wow. What was yeah. um, Last Samurai? Was that R? I don't think so. I don't think there was enough like like it was so gory and whatever, but it wasn't like they didn't cuss at all. I want to say mm. it was PG-13. Yeah. I don't think there was any nudity. I don't think. His like love interest then there had like a nude scene or anything. So I think it was a weird like she got him dressed instead of like undressed. Was there that was a sexy scene? Yeah, that being a weird thing. Was her taking off like fourteen layers of robes? Yeah, and then put on armor for him and stuff like that. It's like all right. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I'd say there's sitting in the audience at fifteen like this is bullshit. (laughs) But uh, all I'm seeing is elbows. What is this? (laughs) Elbows and wrists. (laughs) Elbows, wrists, and then. he had the great not even, hair back not even ankles. Hair. They wear those little socks with the sandals. You yeah, that's right. Wow, what the wrist. fuck are we talking about right now? <laughs> I don't know. Banter, Josh. That's the intro to our podcast. Okay, well, let's just get into normal what happens. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? How you doing? Good? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm enjoying my last few days off this week because I had this, this whole week off before I start the new job next week. Right. So I'm just I'm just relaxing and chilling and good. Doing some, doing some, getting some me time in. So. Good. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah, you got some good news. Yeah, man. A, a new job, say, too. You want to know how I'm doing? I'm doing fucking phenomenal. That is outstanding. Yeah, Packers are 2-0. and Looking good. Chargers should be 2-0. and I know, man. Christ. Herbert looked good, though, so you got that going he for did. He's starting again next week. Well, yeah, because Jack like, has punctured Tyrod Taylor's um, lung. Oh, my God. With a needle. But, no, yeah, Packers are 2-0. Um, yeah. You know, I actually slept the last couple of days. And like three days in a row, I slept like a grand total of like six hours. And the last night, I slept for seven. So I'm fucking phenomenal right now. <laughs> fucking killing it. It's like 100, 
20% increase. Right I know, there. man. Doing good. Doing good. And then, <laughs> as you alluded to, I have been unemployed since March. And starting on October 2nd, I got myself a gig. I'm hell, back in the workforce, baby. So Hell yeah, brother. So the, the crushing anxiety and existential dread I've had for the last six months, it's lightened up a little bit. So there Light, we go. Uh, ju- just a smidge. <laughs> Not all the way. Not all the uh, way, for no. sure. No, just the top layer of foam has kind of been whipped yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now I'm probably just gonna get like a week in the head, be like, man, I miss being unemployed. But <laughs> probably. I got no more time for puzzles. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I got three new Star Wars puzzles too. I haven't even touched yet. Ah, oh, shit. I know. I gotta try to cram those in before the second. <laughs> cram them. Cram. I'm doing a puzzle cram. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna start working at uh, Amazon on the second. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. So, it's a good, it's a good place. Yeah, it's a really it's good, good pay, and it's gonna be uh, a miserable shift, but it's fine. It's work. Pays, yeah, gives yeah. you work, gives you something to do, gives, pays the bills. Yeah, and I figured it out. Sorry. I did the math, and it's like four dollars less an hour than what I was getting at my last job, and I don't have to work for that fucking asshole. So that's a win. <laughs> there you go. So you know what? I'm, I'm chalking up as an upgrade. The emotional response is, you know, worth a, I don't know. Oh, buck, yeah. Buck, buck and a quarter on its own, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> buck and a quarter. Done and done. So, yeah. Buck, buck 45, you know? <laughs> buck 36, doesn't matter. We're good. Between <laughs> 1 and 187. Somewhere in that margin, <laughs> the emotional toll is worth oh my the, God. Ca- the cash redeemable value. <laughs> The CRV of this is great. Um, wow. Okay. I'm glad that all this is tying into what we're talking about in this episode. It is unrelated. At unrelated all. banter, as per usual. But uh, that's a good band name, actually. Unrelated banter. Unrelated banter. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh no. All right, I'll get it later. Don't worry. Before this episode, because I I got results from the round of eight of the band oh. names. I forgot to bring it with me. But. There you uh, go. Turn your mic off on monologue for a few minutes before we go grab it. <laughs> Run down the stairs while you recite Shakespeare. It'll be great. Um, I'll do it during the ad break. It'll be fine. All okay. right. Just sprint around my house. Okay. Moving on. So, you know what it is? Cage time. Cage time. Cage rage. Cage match. Whatever you want to call it. Cage day, baby. All you people oh. who are like, man, we liked every episode, but the cage... Episode in season one. Well, guess what? Suck it. Cage time again. So, Cage again. Volume two. Volume two. And uh, so we did. We asked the audience for suggestions. And most suggestions were the movies we'd already done. Or yeah. movies that were saving for a specific style of movie. Yeah. So that's going to be the next one. So we were talking about what do we want to do. And we talked about, well, you said, how many, how many movies does he swing a sword in? <laughs> I don't and know you why. Went, That's a really good question, Zach. <laughs> and we researched it. And unfortunately, it's only two. But if you all remember the World War, the Weird War 2 episode, episode 11, I had a surprise for y'all. Well, guess what? Six episodes later, here's the payoff, baby. <laughs> surprise. Surprise, it's Wind Talkers. Okay. So we got, call them history pieces. We got two episodes, two <laughs> movies with... Cage swinging a sword. What did we say? Swashbuckling? 
Yeah, he said he said two two swashbuckles and a boomstick. <laughs> and I don't know how you came up with swashbuckle. Why that's the universal go-to term that you used for sword. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but no. <laughs> Webster dictionary designs two swashbuckle as someone to swing a sword. So is, is that accurate? No. <laughs> See, I don't know. Well, yeah, pirates are swashbucklers. I don't yeah. know how that comes about. I, they buckle on a rate, swash, man. It, He's they fucked a lot of swash. In the both movies we we chose, he's a crusader knight anyway, so he's not even a pirate. So nope. I don't know, it has nothing to do with anything. But he's still buckling the swash. The process of, of, of swashbuckling is to swing a sword. I just to said, buckle a, To buckle a swash. <laughs> to buckle a swash. To shave of the face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Josh sleeps enough. He gets oh, all over God. the map. I'm nothing but energy right now. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. As well, it's a good. Of that, the I'm energy's sure. up. I feel really good about this episode. Yeah, so I'm far. pumped, man. I pumped. mean, we could nosedive at any moment, knowing oh. us and our history. But my, my complete we got lack of almost nose is nine minutes that. of solid gold here. <laughs> so the three movies we're doing is, um, oh god, they're so bad. Outcast, which he's not even the main character, which bums me out. I know. Um, yeah. And then season of the witch. Where he's yep. the main character. And then, as we said before, the one with the boomstick is Wind Talkers. So, yes. Two swashbucklers and a wind bo- and a boomstick and a wind talker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Featuring Fuck. a wind talker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because he doesn't, he's not a wind talker. He speaks like fluent Japanese in that movie yeah, for some that, reason. That's, I know. He's not even one of the code talkers. Obviously. But not a lick of Navajo. Yeah. I, I swear to God, if they would have <laughs> cast him as a Navajo person, I would have shot myself in the face <laughs> with a t shirt gun. But <laughs> T-shirt cannon. <laughs> hey, you oh all want this God. shirt? Yeah, nope. Boom. End of it. <laughs> all right. Uh, which one do you want to start with? I say we work our way back and start with Outcast as far as recently released okay. timeline. So let's start with Outcast because I that's the way I, I watched them in order of two. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, if you episode, if you look at so. how they, they um, the made up years they were in. Outcast is the first one chronologically, so that works oh, out well too. There you go. See, you already knew that though. That's why you. That's why you said. Yeah, it. of course I knew that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> oh my god. All right. Let's get into the. Uh, let's get. Let's get to lock the cage behind us and let's get into this. Oh, let's let's hop on in. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Outcast. His name is Galleon. Galleon. And I don't know if that's his name because it's said different ways by each character. That's because my first note is horrible accents. They are every, so... Every, I don't... Huh. Hayden Christensen, it, his accent's like a cross between like James Franco and like Scottish. And I'm like, I don't know what he was going for, but you think he'd be English. And right. like, he, it's not even an English. Like if, if you even notice a hint of accent in it, it's Scottish. Isn't he actually English? No. He's American. Okay. Well, easy. Might even know. be Canadian. I don't know. But he's... Damn straight from the UK Isles. Oh my god! But those accents—they are so bad. They're awful. Like they may as well. When they're that bad, like just don't even do it. No. Like just talk normally. Like. Yeah. And the the other thing that I thought was weird is that like not everyone had an accent. No. Like it was just it was just Cage and Hayden Christensen that had accents. All the other actors, because it's so the movie's set in China. No, so, it starts off in the Middle East. Well, it starts off in the Middle East, so they're, they're so Crusaders Nick Cage at eleven forty something. Yeah, there's so the Crusader Knights, 
they go through some turmoil. They they kill women and or they find women and kids, and, and that are like dead in their crusader battle. And they're like, "Oh, we can't do this anymore. Like we're we're horrible people." Cage thinks that Christensen killed him. Yeah, because he's got a little little bit of bloodlust going on. Yeah, and so Cage abandons it, and then mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen ends up being a, a opium addict in the Far East, <laughs> which you know, like you do, right? Um, but yeah, so <laughs> That's they, all so they, China was just yeah, opium. and so ends up being there's there's a uh, a king, uh, not a king, an emperor, right? Just go king. Or is it king? I don't That's know, king fine. that like has. Three children, a uh, uh, two boys and a daughter. There's like an elder son, and the other son's like the youngest. And the king wants the youngest son to take over instead of the elder son because the elder son's like too greedy and too bloodthirsty and whatever. Right. And so the older son ends up killing the 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 king, and then he blames his younger brother. So the younger brother's got to flee with his sister, Naturally. and they find fucking high as a fucking kite, Hayden Christensen in some tavern in the middle of nowhere with an accent he can't decide on. With an accent he can't decide on, ends up being their companion. Mm. And he's got to get him to some sort of city to to save, I don't know, China or whatever. And China, <laughs> China. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and along the way, they rediscover Nick Cage, and the White Ghost. The White Ghost, who's yeah, who's known as the White Ghost. And to, if you don't know, he's to, known as the White Ghost. They said they say to him, "Are you the White Ghost?" He goes, "I am the White Ghost." And you white think I'm just exaggerating how, that no. line? No, that's how he said it. Oh, he was so over-exaggerating every line in that movie. And can I just say, so he's got an injured eye, right? He's blind in one eye, his character. And Uh instead of putting like a piece of makeup or prosthetic over his eye, he just squints with one eye the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, he just, he's closed. He's just like, he's got one eye closed the whole movie. And not all the way, all the time. Honestly, though, he did a good job closing that one eye because I didn't see it flitter at all. I tried watching it while I was watching it. I was like, I'm going to see if that's possible. And I was closing one eye watching this thing the whole time and I couldn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> like I kept trying it and I was like this is not hard to like maintain like and a closed eye like it's flittering or like your other eye closes it wasn't it wasn't easy so and kudos to Cage if y'all are wondering how bad the movie is one of the one good thing we have to say about it is like he did a really good job keeping his eye closed that's how bad the movie is like when that's <laughs> when that's the positive of the situation like hey man kudos to him he just good you know point number one he just like did what you do when you sleep with one side of his face it was great and so, <laughs> I've got a couple I mean, of notes here. Um, so obviously, the, the he he has a bad eye, but he's got it closed the whole time. I was really waiting for him to like act, slip up and just like close the other eye for a couple scenes and then bring it back. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, my question was like, so they're doing these scenes right where they're having these like deep, intense conversations, or they're trying to, right? And they got they both have these horrible accents. How is there no one on set going? All right, cut. Um, try, try it again. Just lose, lose the accent. Or, or did they? Or did they like? How many takes? Like, what got left on the edit room floor? If like that's the movie we got. Oh my god! How bad was the shit they cut out? Because like, I can't, I can't imagine. It is. Don't get me wrong. I am forever. Nick Cage's tied for number one fan with you. Yeah. But that's a go. horrible fucking movie, and I blame the fact <laughs> that he's not the main character. <laughs> Since he's a supporting character, they, they should have just swapped him with Hayden Christensen. Yeah. As far as <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So and oh then um, he just gives obviously great lines because that's what Nick Cage does, right? Yeah. And he's uh, um, one of the lines is to the damned, every one of us. And like he, it's just this horrible accent, and he like he's cheersing them with water out of a canteen kind of thing. 
And it's like it's so, and his accent changes three times in the fucking line. It and does. it's like you know you know some screenwriters seem to be like yeah this is this is that moment right yeah let's get it I went back and watched the trailer like and they, they put that part in the trailer and it's like it's not even the end of a scene it's like a passing moment where he says to the damned each and every one of us and like and he drinks it and then the scene continues like it's supposed to be this epic thing it's like no it's just just a really shitty line that they they threw in there and that cut yeah just 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 yeah jump to a different scene change the camera angle I don't know. <laughs> and then he gets this really epic death scene, right, where he like fights and kills a bunch of people when he's surrounded. Oh my right? god, yeah! And that was I gotta the say, last th- note that I wrote down was ridiculous yeah. epic death. <laughs> yeah, and he did cor- good choreography. If that was him, it probably wasn't. I just for I one eye closed, to- it was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> but the the best part, the last line I have written down is like right before that death scene, right? He gets stabbed or whatever, or shot, and they they come to like the mouth of the cave. They're in this cave, and he's got his hand on his leg that's bleeding. And he looks down, and he's got a, a bloody hand, and he, he whips it at him. He's like, you want my blood? You want my blood? And, like, that's what he says. Like, that, he says it twice. And it's like, what? Like, they never say anything about wanting your blood. They just, they're trying they're, to kill you. You want my blood? They're, they're Chinese. They're not vampires. Yeah, like, right? There's nothing supernatural about this movie. Like, you want my blood? No. And it's just, it, oh, God. And it wasn't like, the, you want my blood? The, Come take I it. Will... It was just like. I will disagree that there's nothing supernatural about this movie with with one point, and that was the epic death, because while he's while he's dying in that epic last epic battle scene, right? He fights off like thirty dudes mm-hmm. conservatively, kills them all. Well, he was also stabbed like fifteen times and with had spears and and with spears and was slashed with a sword like fifteen times. Yeah. Well, and the, then finally dies at the end of it. I'm like, every other dude he killed, he like sliced them once in the arm and they died. And yeah. I'm like, why are you, you know invincible? Why? Like, what is Because he's the white ghost. Like, the ghost. He's hopped up on opium and doesn't <laughs> feel anything. Like, I don't know. And he just watched his, his wife die. Remember? And, oh, that's true. He's got rage cage. He's got, yeah. Or cage rage. One of the two. <laughs> cage rage. Cage rage. <laughs> he's got rage cage. Cage rage. Actually, I think cage rage, he... They, that that shows up in all three of these movies. I think is the oh yeah he, yeah he he has fight scenes where like someone dies and he just like master chiefs everyone like <laughs> nuts. But yeah, he's I mean he's known for being an overactor, but this one had just moments of like holy oh shit, like this and is the a lines, new level. The dialogues, oh when the the line with and they cut out her, her tongue. tongue, such a <laughs> beautiful and then drops singing into singing voice, singing voice like he just oh. it's, his accent goes away. <laughs> it's such a beautiful. Singing voice. You're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, Pick an accent. <laughs> you, know my, you know my favorite line from the entire movie, though? What's that? Was, black gods are on them like flies on a farting goat's ass. Oh, that yeah. That was my favorite line. You know what? That's a pretty comparable <laughs> accent, too. That was pretty spot on to what he did. <laughs> you know, I felt good going into it. I was like, I'm going to try the accent. I'm not just going to say it. Right? That's the thing. Is I, I want to do the accent, but also I'm nervous about it. But if I think about it, like it's probably better than his. So, can't be worse. Can't not be worse. <laughs> Holy shit! So, all right. I couldn't really because last time we did Cage, I did like the questions of, like, would you go have a drink with this one and stuff like that. I think we collectively said these all are psychopaths and murderers. Yeah. So we wouldn't do anything like that with these guys. So I'll ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, how many Nick kicks would you give this movie? How many? Ni- Ooh. I'm gonna go four. Four Nick kicks. Four Nick kicks. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say three and a half Nick kicks. 
Yeah. Just because, like, obviously. Three kicks and one Nick knee, you know, a yeah. half a Nick kick. If we, if we would have gotten more Nick in it. Yeah. Because I love the overacting. If we got more of that, then I would have been into it. But. Yeah, if he'd been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also notice the part where he says that he's lost an eye, his wife lost her tongue, but he still has a head of hair and that's all that matters? Yeah. <laughs> It's the most ironic part of the whole movie. I fucking love that line. Because he's even sitting there with his long hair, but his his hairline is like... You can see his actual hairline. Like halfway down his head. Because it didn't match it up with his actual... It's such a bad movie. Holy shit. Yeah. And I'd still watch a sequel if it came out. I swear to God. Oh, but, yeah. Um, wow. Anything else on Outcast? Uh, You know what? I think I don't think I finished my point on the accents. Oh, was, my bad. We, Go we, ahead. So, so Hayden, Christensen, and Nick Cage have these horrible accents. Right. That they're like Crusader Knights, so they're trying to do these like English, Scottish, whatever accents. And everyone else in the movie is Chinese, and like they just have perfect American English accents. Yeah. And it's like no one else eat like they're not trying to sound Chinese, they're just American accent. I'm like, if that's the case, just have everyone be on the same page. Like, are we doing accents? Are we not doing accents? Right. Because it just didn't make any sense. No, so, it's because it's not a good movie. Which Actually, you know what? That actually brings me to another point about accents just in general. Let's hear it. That I've, that I've been wanting to bring up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was going to save it for next week's episode. I'm not going to reveal the title of that episode. I don't want to spoil it. Right. But I think just on the topic, I don't like movies that... Say it's set in, like, the Renaissance in Italy, right? Right. So they're obviously Italian, but all the actors have an English accent. Like, mm-hmm. that's just as inaccurate as them speaking in an American accent or, like, any other accent. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why is the default accent just, oh, just go with an English accent? If Oh, it's 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 from a long time ago? They're English, obviously, because that's right. more accurate. And I'm like, that guy's a Germanic barbarian, and that guy's a Italian Renaissance painter. Why do they both have English accents? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Because it's kingdom of heaven and leave it alone. <laughs> but actually, that's even worse. Cause so, so if it's any actor that's like a white European actor, they have right. an English accent. But if it's someone from like the Middle East, they have like a Middle Eastern accent. Right. Or if they're like an Asian actor, they have like oh they're they're like a Chinese character. Like oh they have like a Chinese accent, like in their English voice. But everyone else is like English. It's it's offensive, and I don't like it anyway. Well, how how would you have them do that? Just either everyone have an English accent or everyone have no accent. What if what if the Chinese actor can't do an English accent? Then they talk in their whatever their normal voice is, and I guess that's fine. You just said but it was like, offensive, I, though. It is offensive because I know for a fact, because I look up IMDb pages all the time, that these actors are, like, American. Like, they're born in America, so they don't have accents. People in America have accents. Oh, my gosh. Actually, just... you know what? I, I did recently watch a movie... That maybe I should have saved it for Weeby streaming, but I want to bring it up now because it's accents. Hmm. It was called it was called the the death of Stalin, and oh, it was made I've, a few years ago. Yeah. And every actor in that movie just talks in whatever their voice is. So there's a lot of English actors that are in English accents, but then Steve Buscemi's in it, and he just he's just Steve Buscemi, and they're all supposed to be Russian, of course. Right. So no one has a Russian accent; they just talk in whatever their voice is. And I'm like, thank you. Like it's a complete farce of a movie, but at least everyone's just accurate to like this is fake. Like let's just talk how we talk. Right. And I just think that should be the normalcy that, like, it's it, it's either we need to all be on the same page or, like, no, no accents or all accents. I just don't <laughs> – I don't like the inconsistency. That's fair. That's fair. So well, that's quick, enough of that, Quick pivot. Is, is, is Steve Buscemi the ugliest person on earth? <laughs> He's up there, man. He – yeah, he is up there. He's really – I mean, I, re- I respect him as an actor. Oh, so yeah, I don't absolutely. I like him as much. an actor. 
Oh, it has nothing to do with how I like them. on the show one day. Who knows? I don't want to Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get Steve Buscemi on the show. By the time we get big enough to have him on the show, he's going to be like 800 years old. So I don't think we should worry about it. That's true. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. Season of the Witch. (laughs) That's what we were talking about. Who Steve Buscemi was not in. No. He should have been, though. He should have been the witch because he kind of looks like one. But... So, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I no, right? So, all right. <laughs> so, S- season of the witch came out in 2011. Yep. Uh, set in 1332, another crusade knights gone bad, or gone yep. good. I don't know. Gone good. Reformed. Gone. I don't know. Gone dipping. I don't know. Gone, um, <laughs> gone fishing. Gone. Shit. So it's uh, him and then Ron Perlman, too, which is... Wow. I love Ron Hellboy. Perlman. Hellboy, yeah. yeah. Um, or, uh, Clay um, Teller. No, Clay uh, Morrow. Aiken. From... No. Okay, <laughs> it's Clay Morrow from right. Sons of Anarchy. Right. He should play Clay Aiken, though. That'd be good. <laughs> Why? Why I don't know, Zach. Aiken? I slept. All right, you got to get used to this shit. <laughs> I am all over the map. You got enough sleep, so you're not thinking clearly. That exactly. makes no sense. Oh. Yeah, my, my brain isn't focused on anything. I'm thinking about everything. You're, at you're once. still in dreamland. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe this actually isn't happening. <gasps> maybe I'm sleeping that good. Holy shit! All right. Well, I hope hopefully it's not because we're getting off the rails a bit. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is uh, now. How how would you pronounce Nick's character in this? Bemin. I think it's like this is Bemin. Right. Again, we don't know. Because it was said differently by every other character. Yeah. And they're, they're all English ac- accents, and they all pronounce it differently. So, Benman of Blabrook, which sounds made up. Um, <laughs> did he have an accent? I don't think him or Ron Perlman did. Oh, he did. I think it was just... Oh, he, he did. It's the same so accent subtle, from though. Outcast. Same accent. <sighs> I think he lined up a little bit from Outcast, but it's the, yeah. same, it's the same bad. He drops in and out of it. I think he built on that maybe an outcast. I don't think Ron Perlman even tried. He's he doesn't. He's just talking. He's just like yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they are in the Crusades. They start off having a good time, you know, swashbuckling, buckling all the swash, doing their thing, <laughs> swinging their swords around, swinging the swords, and uh, <laughs> then they kind of get a little upset about it because all the people they're killing and they got this you know this head priest guy who's telling them you got to kill everybody kill everybody and they end up god's will yeah yeah, hurting women and children and then they're like all right we're done right yeah it also bugged me that like they siege jerusalem and then he killed like this white lady who apparently is living there but (laughs) moving on um (laughs) what i liked about this is uh nick cage has blonde hair which is they did a great they did yeah i was gonna say blonde hair they also did they they hit his hairline with it yeah, instead of Outcast. in Outcast where it's just like they pulled it back, this was like a mop over it, and it, it looked good. It looked, like, there was some and, good and Outcast hair like makeup they, they, in this one. They, they didn't have a long enough wig to make it make sense, so they just like put it back on his head, <laughs> so it would go longer onto his shoulders. But it's like yeah, the same size wig. But yeah, it was. Yeah. This was good. I, I like the blonde look. He looked yeah. good. He looked good in this. It's like a sandy blonde. Yeah, I was yeah, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's just looking good. Strawberry yeah, blonde cage. Yeah, goatee scruff he had gone yeah. on. He's looking like, good. They had real dumb helmets, though. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, God, they were dumb. Like, I don't know who in the costume department got fired, but he made giant penises, and they put them on their heads. 
Like, that's Oh, my God. Did. That was the best part. They had a fight scene, and they're all armored up. And I'm like, they're wearing, like, 130 pounds worth of metal. Yeah. They're not going to move that fast. Like, no. And they got <laughs> a stupid doing? fucking helmet that doesn't fit them. Yeah. Um, but what I also liked was... Uh... Oh, I don't know if you noticed the surprise... The Hound from Game of Thrones. He had a little cameo. Yeah. Rory McCann. Yeah. Yeah, he was Yarp. in there. He was, yeah. Yeah, Yarp. Um, <laughs> he had like two lines, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was he it. Was, I think he was just like, do it. And that was like them. He <laughs> yeah. was saying do it to, to throw some witches off of a bridge. They were going to hang them. Of yeah. Women accused of being witches. He was yeah, just like, like, do it. And very then first threw. scene. Yeah. And that was it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I also liked when they were shooting. They, so they they're both on the run. And they get to this town and they're trying to get out of there. And the Sunday people notice that they're crusaders, obviously deserters. And so they got to recruit them and get them to go t- transfer this witch from one town to the other in return for um, getting their charges dropped because there's this giant plague going on and they're blaming the witch, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, but so they're, they're like fighting off these like town guards. And did you notice how like uh, he was blocking crossbow bolts with a knife? <laughs> They were, shoot, they were shooting crossbows at him from, like, 10 feet up, and he was swatting them out of the way with his knife. I don't know if y'all have seen how fast those things move. Or how big a crossbow bolt is compared to a normal arrow, too. Yeah, yeah. but he was like, pa-ting, pa-ting. And It's like, like he's just... shooting a tree branch at you. like <laughs> Really fucking fast. Really so, fucking fast. Um, that was really good. Um, I'm just getting through I mean, all my notes here. It's a side because the witch and whatever which well, spoiler by alert, the way it's not a witch it's not a, i was just about to say yeah. what a what a fucking misdirect a little twisty it's, twist there huh? it's it's called season of the witch and they think it's a witch but it ends up being a demon yep and a you're really like, poor I mean, cgi horrible voice demon oh i wrote that down the horrible cgi the there's a scene where there's they're all attacked by wolves. Oh, I wrote that down the, too. The, the wolf CGI was so bad. In big letters, it got really bad CGI wolves. <laughs> That's awesome. See, we're Wait, same page. Simpatico right I. now. Simpatico. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the demon voice, it sounded like a... Uh, like he was in a video game cutscene. Like, it was really bad. Like... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Not great. And the demon just... At one point, they, like, release the demon. Like, the demon's trapped in this girl's body that they think's the witch. Right. And at one point, they're, like, reading a... a the Book a, of Solomon. Pa- the Book of Solomon. There's a passage in there that's supposed to, like, exercise the witch or whatever. Exercise but then, like, oh, no, it's not a witch. It's a demon. So then they exercise the demon out of her. Right. And then the demon just, like, fucks off and gives them time to prepare. Yeah. Instead of, like, just attacking them and killing them instantly. And because I'm like, it kills most of them pretty easily. It kills... Kills everyone. No. There's two characters at the end of the movie that are still alive. Spoiler alert. It's nine years old, know, guys, but whatever. Eight or eight or ten, like, total, that were, like, important-ish in the movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of speaking parts I think, got I think, wrecked in was that it? movie. Six, six, I think, went on the journey and two survived. Yeah. Or something like that, but... Yeah, Ron Perlman yeah. got burned alive inside of wings. Yeah. Cage wings. got stabbed the fuck out with wings. Oh, yeah. A lot of wing he got action. A lot, the, a lot the, of wing, yeah. The, the priest monk dude got his head spun completely around. It was like, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that was, that was nuts. It was, <laughs> I love I love how Cage, at one point in the movie, he takes two knives and pins the demon's wings to a wall. Right. Like, I, I think it was a bookcase. So it was wood that he hit it with, but I'm like, I don't think the knives would hold 
a demon's wings. This could probably come out of that. And he's just sitting there holding it while he's being stabbed in the back by the demon's, like, talons on the upside of his wings. Yeah, so he's got one, guys one, wing, book, like. one wing really pinned. So he's, yeah. getting, he's only getting stabbed by the other wing. And it's like, and he's, like, putting his, his hand on the demon's arm. It's like, so you got it pinned pretty good there. Wouldn't you, like, I don't know, start blocking that other wing? <laughs> right? Or... St- Grab a third knife that I assume you probably have since or, you already yeah, have two. Take, take a couple steps and back. Keep stabbing it. I mean, it's also a demon. Like I'm assuming the strength of a demon is a lot more than a single man. Yeah. What? But, but <laughs> just, a I lot mean, of things Ron Perlman bear hugged it and ripped him off it. So like he headbutted it and yeah. did nothing. But yeah, but yeah, have I mean, you seen the size of Ron Perlman's head? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a goddamn hurt. sledgehammer. <laughs> that dude is all forehead. As evidenced by Hellboy. Yeah, he's yeah. forehead with feet. That's all he is. <laughs> it's like an Easter Island statue. <laughs> it's Rod Perlman. Ancient civilizations would have prayed to him because Jesus Christ, that's a noggin. Um, I have I have a note here though. I had an idea for a fantastic like a Dreamcast scenario. Mm-hmm. So we got Nick Cage and Ron Perlman, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I want them to be cop partners that are really intense in the other guys too. And the other guys, like the so, foils to, yeah, uh, Mark Wahlberg. So and- we got Mark Wahlberg and and Will Ferrell, are obviously they did this great thing where they solved the big case, right? But then right. Ron Perlman and Nick Cage get transferred in, and they just start solving every other case like faster than the other guys can. And they're and, like, "What is this?" And then they have to like take them down. Yeah, like, and then like bad? so it's, a, it's like a friendly oh. competition, but you know you got like really like intense, always monologuing Nick Cage. And sarcastic, giant forehead. That, the, Ron all they're doing those smoldering looks, and then yeah. Ron Perlman's all intense. Oh, that'd yeah. be fantastic! Right? I'd pre-order the ticket right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if that comes in pre-production, I swear to goodness, I'm that, lose my mind. That idea hasn't even been pitched yet, but I want to buy the ticket. Right? My God, right? that'd be fantastic. I want to write it at this point. Let's do it. I mean, we do have an idea for some buddy cop things. Yeah. So maybe we'll incorporate maybe we that make, as our <laughs> make those guys Ron Perlman and <laughs> Nick Cage. Exactly. No, no, no. We're gonna star in it, and then they'll be the other team. That there we go. There we go. Against. That works. That works. They're the they're the ones who give us you know the dumb nicknames or always shooting the shit, making fun of us because they think we're incompetent cops. <laughs> but you know, little do they know, we're about to solve the big case. And you know, I feel like you and I would probably be on the same level of acting as them. So I think I think we wouldn't we wouldn't get <laughs> we wouldn't get upstage. You know, what I mean, I think we'd be in it. Um. Oh. But yeah, so that's that's those are all my notes on Season of the Witch. What else you got about it? Uh, I I just want to take a moment and talk about rickety rope bridges in general. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a rickety rope bridge scene in this. There's a rickety rope bridge scene in this where they have to get a a uh, carriage across that that has a cage that the witch demon is is in, and they have to get over this rickety rope bridge. And it's, you know, it's so epic scene. And like, oh, are we going to fall off? We got to test it and make sure it's stable first. And I just, like, clearly there's a path. They're like, we're taking this path. And, like, there's roads between stuff in, in all movies and whatever that there's rickety rope bridges on. Right. Is there is there no maintenance on rope bridges ever? I don't think so. Like, clearly someone made it once. We're like, oh, we need to pass. We need to cross this path. Right. We've been going around forever. Uh, we don't want to do it anymore. We're going to build a rope bridge across here. So it's a shortcut. Like, right. all right, cool, great. And then what? Like someone used that for like two years and then died of the plague and then no one bothered to check the rope bridge ever again. 
Like, no one's going around doing bridge maintenance in movies. I, yeah, like, I, every rope... I've never seen a, like, oh, here's a rope bridge, and then just safely pass, not worried about <laughs> like, it crumbling at all. It's always rickety as shit. And the and characters like, comment, oh, this is actually a pretty good condition. And, like, the scene just ends. Like, they just keep going. You're like, like no, nah, it'll be fine. Well, like, we'll go on this. Like, no one's crossed this bridge in ten years. Like, right. it's probably not fine. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just... I don't know why the rickety rope bridge is such a thing. In movies, that like it's always a moment of peril. You're always like, ah, someone's gonna die, or most likely someone like almost falls off but gets caught. Yeah, like planks you know, are breaking in half. All that. Yeah, stuff. Either, someone's gonna cut the bridge from one end to swing to the other to safety to to flee from the attackers, and right. and then the bridge is cut. So then like that bridge is just never used again because nope. clearly there's no bridge maintenance. <laughs> is some guy gonna show up in six months? And be like, oi, they cut my fucking bridge. Like, Fuck. Like what? Well, uh, yeah, he's he's gonna go to the other side, and I don't know. Like they gotta shoot the rope across somehow. Like I don't know. I just I want to know what's going on with the Ricky rope bridges. That's fair. That's a valid question. Everyone <laughs> out there is listening. Let us know your your best theories about how often Ricky rope bridges get maintenance, because <laughs> we need to know. Assholes and elbows, asking the hard questions. <laughs> oh lord. Okay. <laughs> Well, that that's all you have for that. Uh, yeah, I think I got through notes? everything else okay. on that one. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, wind talkers. Ooh, boomstick. Boomstick time. <laughs> okay. Fuck this movie. I don't know where to. St- I don't know where to okay, start. Okay. So this full one. disclosure, right? We talked about doing these movies, and it sounded great. Now we give ourselves a couple days to watch them before re- recording today. This this was a this was a. a a slog, man. This was oh, tough. Oh god, yeah. I watched it this morning before recording. Yeah. I don't and know. It was a lot to get through. If y'all know, but Wind Talkers is about an 18-hour movie. <laughs> oh my god. It it is the longest thing. And it ever. feels that way too. Oh yeah. Oh it, my god. It's not one of those like, oh this is kind of long, but okay. Like I saw Tenet. The, and it's like well, <laughs> that's like a long movie, but you're never at one point going, man, this is kind of a long movie. It's like Oh wow! It's fast paced. Where you, you, you get, you get out of a lot movie. of lulls. Yeah, you leave the theater like, oh wow, that, that that was a long movie. I didn't even notice. This one, it's like, holy shit! Like, like one, it's one even, point, I was it's watching a, today. It's a... <laughs> I was watching today, and I, I go, okay, it's got to be wrapping up here pretty soon, right? Because I I know the plot. I've seen it before. Like I know where it's going. And like I I, I touch the button to see, it, and it's still got like forty five minutes. I'm like, fuck me, <laughs> ah. Like, that's the thing is, it also just kind of ends. Like, yeah. there's not a whole lot of resolution. There's so zero it, it, character arc. It's just going on and on and on. You're like, holy shit, this has got to end by now. And, like, you'll look down at your phone and look up, and then all of a sudden they're like, they're not in Japan, or they're not in the, the Pacific Theater anymore. They're back in Arizona, and you're like, all of a sudden, what the hell? Like, what happened? Credits. Like, what? Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, it was, oh my gosh. Because it paces say, really bad. Oh, yeah, really bad. I will say, so, what the movie's about, if y'all haven't seen it or heard of it, uh, Nick Cage is a grizzled old Marine sergeant during the uh, Pacific Theater of World War II. Uh, he gets hurt after he, in a mission that he loses all his men. Uh, he gets, like, blown up or something, and his ear is all fucked up. And, yeah. uh, but he gets put back in there. Well, I don't, I'll say that, too. So, he's, he's like, his nurse helps him pass the hearing test so he can go back in there because he's all depressed and he's not out there fighting so she like helps him pass the test by like feeding him answers when he's doing the hearing thing it's like that's cute and all but you also like you just put a lot of people in danger 
Yeah. But like him not being fit for duty, like no, cool. I get it. We not. have to have the movie happen, but that's fucked up. Like, and the the other thing is his hearing loss. It doesn't even come into play at nope. all in the rest of the plot. Nope. At one point, he gets like hit in the ear, and he's like, "Oh, it hurts real bad." But like, it's not like he mishears like vital information at no. any point and like fucks things up like no. it it literally was pointless and you think okay so he's got a really bad inner ear injury is that going to mess with like his balance and his coordination nope he just he's going to miss a shot shoot his own guy no, no nothing no, absolutely nope. no just, <laughs> it just he takes pill every once in a while because his ear hurts but <laughs> so that's <laughs> oh my god he takes a pill every once in a while cause so that's yeah hurts. that's joe enders the um the marine sergeant cage plays and then he is tasked with uh basically protecting a character named Ben Yazi, played by Adam Beach, who is the go-to actor if you ever need a Native American. It's Adam Beach. And, uh, one, of, one of two. Yeah. yeah. And Because um, Adam Beach is a Navajo code talker, which they call wind talkers during World War II, which is actually a really cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. the history of it all in real life, not in Nick Cage universe, the Nickiverse. Um, <laughs> we used uh, Navajo troops to relay code in the pacific because the japanese couldn't decode it because they had zero Navajo experience such a dead language basically yeah, basically yeah, it's, unless it's you're very, on a reservation you don't know yeah Navajo. yeah yeah um and so in real life that's a really cool thing and the code was never broken um yeah saved a lot of lives with it and all that kind of stuff like that my grandpa used to always tell me that story about it because my grandpa's a world war ii veteran and native american and so he always took a lot of pride in the fact that obviously he's not Navajo and he wasn't a code talk or anything like that. Right. Um, he wasn't even in the Pacific, but, but he always took pride that, you know, his people were a huge vital part to the war effort. So, yeah. Yeah. So all those people that are against diversity, how about you read up on that story and realize diversity helped us win World War II? Right. You fucking lunatics. <laughs> Whoa. That was a, sorry. That was a sorry. segue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I'm just. I just think it's the fucking... I'm a history major, dude. Like, right. history's my shit. And, like, this is one of the coolest things... Oh, I fucking like, love ever. it. ever. And, like, I... The only thing that I... I, If I hate anything above all else from this movie is the fact that now it's been done. Yeah. Now there's been a movie about the wind, the, the wind talkers. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible movie. Yeah. And no one's going to do it again. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to. It's already no. been done before. Right. So we're not going to get, like, a good version of the wind talkers. Not even a little bit. And that really sucks. Yeah. And but, I was going to say, yeah. and as someone who actually is of Native American descent, it's cool to see that being represented in a movie as much, something much more than, you know, the, the screaming savages who attack cowboys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice or, to see. Or just like a, a, a documentary. Right. Or, or, you something. know. Like a, a, a Hollywood production movie. Right. It's like We're about not, something so cool yeah. and important. Yeah. And they're not the sidekick in the movie. They're not, you know what I mean? It's, it's a whole other thing. And they're not played by fucking yeah. Johnny Depp or some bullshit like that. <laughs> oh, don't get me fucking started on the Lone Ranger. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a really cool thing for me. And like you said, yeah. it, that's a good point. I couldn't pinpoint what it is. It's just shitty that like so you got this great Native American representation with this great Native American actor, all this stuff like that, and it's just a shit movie. Like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's so bad. Like Yeah. And it's yeah. not like Nick Cage's performance ain't great. I get that. The writing, but the writing is terrible. Like you said, the pacing is absolute garbage. And like they shot like, the it's whole a thing war in Hawaii, movie. or I don't know. But it's like, oh it's, my god! I think they shot in California and Hawaii. But oh like, it's god. a war movie, so there's war scenes, like there's battlefield scenes, and it still slogs on. Like there's exciting scenes, and you're still like, hold, like is this moving forward at all? Like, yeah. 
And then there's lulls where they're like talking and whatever, and but it's all you know, it's all racist because they're all right. anti the Navajo because they think they or one of the guys is you know he you would just look just like one of the Japanese soldiers and this and that, and then it's like oh war scene again, and it's like the same thing just kind of happens perpetually throughout the whole movie. Right. You basically just get th- like three blocks of the same like. 40 minute scenes in the whole movie like oh it just happens again and again it's like this battle we're going to lose two characters that have speaking lines next battle we're going to lose three characters that have speaking lines and the battle after that we're going to lose four characters that have speaking lines <laughs> that's, that's literally exactly what happened and we're going to say some racist stuff in between yeah but they're going to turn around and not be so racist by the end yeah um, of course yeah <laughs> Jesus okay oh. uh, what I was going to say Whew, got all riled up with the Native American stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, so the, the scene where they're they're bombing Saipan, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Battle of Saipan. And they've got like, they had enough money in the budget for like one tank. It was great. And so they're going, and then they, they call in an airstrike through the Navajo Code, which is really cool because it's, you know, unbreakable. And then they, they, they cut to the ships, and it's not ships, it's literally newsreel. From World War Two, like it's, I was gonna say that it's they like, didn't CGI anything. They didn't. They didn't. Get they didn't it, like, nothing. It's, it's, it is straight up grainy, black and white quality. Oh is. my god! <laughs> I just like what? Was, they doing? used B roll for the yeah. ships, and they <laughs> and they were like, it was supposed to be two ships, and they used enough B roll to do three different ships. If you look at it, because like the cannons are sitting situated on different places on the same ships twice, so they're different yeah. ships, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so bad. There was there there was like some some effects budget that was slacked on. the The props budget was slacked on. The blood is so bright red mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's ketchup. Oh my gosh, my the the absolute worst effects part of this entire movie happens right in the beginning it, during the, the first chop? battle where yeah the hand chop yes thank you <laughs> where nick cage is in the battle where all his men die and he gets blown up and whatever there's a point in the movie where they're like being surrounded by japanese soldiers mm-hmm. and one guy has his arm on a log laying and across another, the log and a, because laying across the log and a japanese sword comes up with a sword and just chops it off and it clearly just pulls off like a halloween prop and it's just <laughs> flat on his arm there's no blood there's no, no cuts no there's blood. it's just and he just goes ah it's a and clean fucking like, cut too let me tell you clean fucking cut. samurai sword was sharp <laughs> but yeah it was so ridiculous yeah, it was, oh it, was it was it was so bad. Um, oh my gosh! He had the great overacting line of "God damn it, I can't do it. I can't perform my duty." When uh, <laughs> he wanted to I get love out the, of the the actors in the background walk up during that, yeah. and are like, "What's going on?" Like they were genuinely surprised. Like it wasn't part of the scene. They were like, yeah. "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> and, and they tried to play it off as like, "Oh, these guys are, are surprised that you know the grizzled you know Joe Enders is trying to get out of duty." But I think the deep down they're like, "What the fuck was that?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, Nick, back it down like twenty percent. Just say it. Yeah, just, just say it a little bit. <laughs> God damn it! I can't do it. I can't perform my duty. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, so the bad. overacting. And was just nuts. I love. I love the the guy was hurt on the ground next to him, and he's yelling help. <laughs> Not help. you know Corman or what you actually <laughs> yelled in that situation. Help! Help! Yeah, there's at one point in the movie because so Ben Yazi, the the wind talker that Nick Cage is supposed to be watching over, right. has has he has in in the early parts of the movie he's struggling with the violence of war and he doesn't want to yeah. kill anyone. And at one point, some guy gets shot in the heart basically 
<laughs> and then Ben Yazi's sending like, oh, what do I do to help? And a Cormac comes up and is like putting like gauze on the guy. I'm like, he got shot in the heart, man. He's not making it. Yeah. Like, why are you wasting the and see medical how clumpy that was too? Like. <laughs> He's they didn't like. Him. They didn't like warm up the the fake blood enough. So like no, it was he just like he put it on like paper towels at your job when you're cleaning up a spill. You just dumped it on. You're like fuck it. It'll just... it'll absorb eventually. Like it was. Oh my god. Well, here's the problem. Okay, I was as I was watching this, I was thinking about this whole situation. So you and I are both history buffs, right? You obviously yep. you have paper to prove that you're a big history buff. Yep. Um, and we both love Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Yep. So we've seen it done right with, you know, practical effects and the real horrors of war and, the, you know, the, the human struggle with violence. And all that. But we've seen it done really kind of perfectly. And saving yeah. private yeah. that. And so you have this, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And, like, he gets drunk on sake, and he's, like, he's hearing the voices of the people around him. And it's, like, it just looks like... It feels like well, uh, how he, did how did a guy win also, an Oscar for 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 drinking himself to death in a movie? He won an Oscar for pretending to be drunk the whole time, and he can't pretend to be drunk ever again. Like it's so bad. I love in that scene too because he's he's hearing the voices and he's in a graveyard of all these U.S. Marines, and I'm like, they wouldn't have buried them on the island. Like they would have shipped their bodies home. Well, not until the island's secure. Like, like you're not just well, gonna. Like, I guess, but you wouldn't just bury. You're not. You're not just digging know. as you go. Like that's not how that works. No. But, Oh my God! Okay. Jeez, so there were so many. There's so many things in this movie as, that just made no fucking sense. So as I was writing notes for this, I just kept getting more and more pissed off. Right. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Because like I said, it's a big deal for the the native representation to be just shit on with this. So I started looking a little more into stuff like that. But um, so the, one of the main character guys who, spoiler alert, fucking dies, is a flamethrower, right? Oh God. And so I just I remember I heard a fact one time. A while back, I was like, I want to see if that's true. <laughs> and so, there was this a battalion of flamethrowers, was a unit of flamethrowers, right? That on Iwo Jima, and this is real life facts, they had a life expectancy of four minutes. Holy shit! Yeah, that unit had a ninety-two percent casualty rate from like exploding because their tanks like went yes, off? like. Holy from from shit. the fact that like they, they didn't have any long range weapon and they just had you know giant tanks of fuel highly combustible yeah. strapped to their back. Oh my god! They had a life expectancy of four minutes. Jesus Christ! And and that range that was just Iwo Jima, so that ranged in the whole Pacific Theater. It was pretty gnarly too. Like it ranged from like some places ten minutes life expectancy to like a couple hours. Like it was, yeah. But that made me stumble oh upon my God. Herschel Woody Williams, who is the last Medal of Honor recipient from the Pacific Theater, who's still alive. Uh, and he was in that unit, that four-minute life expectancy unit. He was in that unit. One of, one of the 8% of men that made it? That made it out of that. And so, like, wow. I wonder what he did. So I looked it up, and he, <laughs> he spent four hours running back and forth to the front, blowing out pillboxes and bunkers with the flamethrower until he ran yeah. out of fuel because you only get a couple seconds of actual launching fire out of those things right. until they're empty right he'd yeah. drop a pack run back to the line pick up another tank and keep running he did it for four hours holy shit just back and forth because <laughs> his men were pinned down his sergeant like you want to give it a go and he's like sure Jesus. and like did it for four hours so shout out to herschel woody williams i don't think he's listening 
Um, but yeah. Maybe his grandson is. I don't yeah, know. Hopefully. Great grandson at this point. But yeah, so I was like, wow. Wow. I just had That's to. cool. They they also chose like the biggest dudes to carry those things too, because they were like they're fucking heavy. so fucking heavy yeah. that like you like not a single guy who did that was like under like six three or six yeah. four. So like, you're an even bigger target, pounds. and now you got a bomb like, strapped yeah. to your back. So yeah, <laughs> and oh yeah, and go up close too. Yeah, yeah, you, like <laughs> you, you go like thirty feet, you got to get into it. So oh my uh, god, but yeah, yeah, so I just wanted That's to crazy. relay a little crazy World War Two facts on you that nah. four minute life expectancy. Wow, what are the notes you got on uh, Wind Talkers? Uh, I got a, I got a quite a few I'd like to get through. Yeah, if we, if we got time. Oh. I know we're we're nearing long here, but fuck it, this is gonna be a long episode. Yeah, is what it's it is. It's a cage more, episode. It's more, all, yeah. more cage to enjoy. More yeah. cage. <laughs> uh, but for, I'm gonna just go down the what I have on my list yeah. from the top down. Let's hear it. And and after the hand chop thing, <laughs> I just wrote, I just wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. We had better props in the McCall Halloween party than they were in that fucking scene. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Shout out mom and dad. They were, oh my were. God. Sorry, continue. Jesus. Uh, so second thing is bulletproof motherfuckers. Because <laughs> there are people in this movie, in that opening scene alone, there's guys that are like get shot like six times, are like crawling on the ground with one arm moving it because their arm is shot, their legs are shot. Gets over a log, and then at some point gets pissed off, stands up yep. with both hands, and shoots a gun. And I'm like, you couldn't even crawl two seconds ago. Right. Like, there people in this movie got shot, like, 14 times, and then would, like, stand up and shoot, and then get shot one more time, and then finally die. And it just made no sense. Well, the cap, like, everyone... the cap on the human body is 15. That's what it is. During World War II, that's it's 15 true. times, and that's it. That's true. For every, every point in your body where there's, like, a, a, a digit... Like a, like a joint. Yeah, you get one for each of those. I a think digit. Rule. A digit. A joint. Whatever. Digits are fingers and toes. Yeah. yeah every fingers and toes, you get, you get twenty. Twenty bullets is a cap for each each finger and toe you got. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fucking bulletproof motherfuckers though. It was just a, it's ridiculous. Uh, there's there's a line in the movie, where, Ben Yazi is is going to meet. Um, what was his real name? Tom, Tommy Beach? Adam Beach. For Adam Beach, sorry. Um, so Adam Beach, we'll start calling him that. Um, goes up to Nick Cage and is like trying to introduce himself. Right. And Nick Cage goes, you're blocking my view. Cause they're, so they're on a beach in the Pacific and Nick Cage goes, you're blocking my view. And Adam Beach turns around and is like, huh? Like what view am I blocking? And the camera just cuts to a seagull. It's a fucking seagull. Like Nick Cage is just watching this fucking seagull while a, he's eating his chow. He's got a bird fetish. And man. I'm like, it's not like a beautiful sunset or a beach. Nah, it's no. just the fucking seagull. They had to demonstrate how much of a dick Nick Cage was. <laughs> it was just so funny. He's like, yeah, that fucking seagull. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking that's like, my view. Look a good looking seagull. seagull. Look at that fucking seagull. <laughs> Wish I could fly like a yeah. seagull. <laughs> fly the fuck away from this conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh! Uh, last last thing, there's there's a scene uh, where they're trying to cross a field and there's a bunch of barbed wire fences and stuff. Right. And at one point, one guy runs up to the barbed wire fence and he jumps on it like on his chest and he's like, "Oh, I'll take the barbed wire." So all these dudes are just like running over his back. Right. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm a marine." And then it cuts to another scene where some guy's running. He's trying to jump over the barbed wire, mm-hmm. gets shot midair, falls into it where his feet are like up in the air on the barbed wire. Yeah. 
and you're like, oh no, and then it cuts away and then cuts back, and he's like tangled up in the barbed wire with his head now on top, mm. and he's just going, oh, oh no, and like a voice that's just like that. Yeah. And it was just one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever seen in a movie. It's like he hit barbed wire, and instead of like going, oh shit, I'm in barbed wire. He went like when you're trying to put a sweater on a toddler, and they're just like spinning oh around God. as much as they yeah, possibly he would, can. Yeah, he just entangled like... himself. He gator death rolled himself into more barbed wire. <laughs> and it wouldn't. It was. <laughs> it would be sad, except like you said, he sounded like a fucking muppet. Oh no! <laughs> he sounded so ridiculous. Like oh shit! Everyone save Kermit. Fuck. He's like, he's like oh, oh, the barbed wire. Oh no! Oh, no. Like <laughs> oh dear, it's barbed wire. Oh no! <laughs> Everyone, that's my muppet voice. If you guys didn't know, so. <laughs> Wow, but that was that was I got more probably, but that was that was a real bad moment. Jesus. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna talk about one one last. Let's hear one. it. One last. Go one. for it. There's, Tell me. There's there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this is this is a, this is about cage heroicism in this movie. Mm. So there's a point where they're they're trying to storm a bunker. And one of the American guys is all getting all nervous because one of the captains, who's played by Peter Stormare, by the way. And if you know who Peter Stormare is, I think, is he Swedish? Yeah. He's Swedish. And he very clearly, like, has a Swedish accent. Yeah, no, no change in the Sweden. accent. Yeah. Not a ch- so in this movie, like, he has a Swedish accent. And instead of just casting a different actor, they just gave him the nickname of the Viking Yep. As if he was, like, actually a Swedish human being that achieved the rank of, like, lieutenant in the United States Army in 1943. And I'm not to say that that's impossible, but, like, I don't think that would have happened in 1943. No. So, whatever. But Peter Stormare and tasked this guy to, to take a satchel charge, and he's like, oh, go into the bunker and do it. And the other guys are like, oh, we'll back you up. And he and the guy's trying to pump himself up. He's like, I can do it. I can do it. And he's all scared. And Nick Cage just reaches out and grabs the satchel from him, all calm. And doesn't say anything. Just like starts running up the hill, and right. they're like, "Oh shit, cover him!" Well, like he Thro- yanks throws... it away from him too. Like you don't have to be a oh, dick. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh no. So they throw smoke charges, and he goes up the hill, mm-hmm. and then he like goes right below the bunker. He throws it. After arming it, it bounces off the bunker and then rolls down the hill, <laughs> and he's like, "Ah shit! Like I gotta, I gotta get that back in there." Yeah. And so there's a Japanese soldier that rushes up against him, and then Nick Cage. Hand-to-hand combats, he even knees him in the stomach, like, sideways laying on the ground. Yeah. It was the most awkward fight scene. Tosses a Japanese soldier up, so everyone shoots a Japanese soldier, who, again, is a bulletproof motherfucker. Right. And he's just standing the there, wiggling around, standing, being shot a bunch of times. Nick Cage runs over, grabs his satchel charge, throws it in the bunker, and then it explodes. After about 30 seconds of him, after throwing it, it he throws it immediately, explodes, like... What were you expecting? You'd throw it into the bunker. The Japanese soldiers would look at it and be like, oh, that's nothing to worry about. Wait 30 seconds and then explode? (laughs) Like, it should have either exploded immediately or, like, you should have planted it somewhere where they couldn't reach it and it would have exploded. Because it just, the timing made no sense. Did you notice how they were all throwing grenades in it, too? They had a lot of grenades there. Yeah, no, but, like, they threw it like you're tossing a bread roll to someone at Thanksgiving. Like, it's like, meh. Oh my like, god! It's like you can't you can't flicker the wrist There's, a grenade. Those are heavy. Like, do you do you remember the scene in Ghost Rider, the first one, where Nick Cage is like, "Throw me the shotgun," and Eva Mendes just kind of like shot puts it forward at him. Yeah, like she un like he threw a grenade in that same way. Yeah, just in this movie, he like threw a wall. He's just like man, and he just kind of <laughs> shoves his arm forward to toss the grenade. Like it's not even a toss. Like no. I'm, like he chucked it. Like I don't know what kind of motion that is. 
But if you just put your arm back and then shove it forward, that's how he threw just it. A flick of the wrist. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes to just throw a grenade. Flick of the wrist. Just, yeah. Oh my god. It was bad. All right. Well, it was bad. So. Well, how many unique kicks would you give Season of the Witch? We didn't. We didn't cover that. Ooh, good call. Uh man. I'm gonna give it five. Five. I'd say it's a little better than Outcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say five. Five or six. I like the dynamic dynamic between him and Perlman, and his accent was a lot less intense than that, the white. You know what? The, the, the hair was good. The hair the props the, were good. The hair, the sold hair it was for pretty sure. good, like, honestly. It was, a, it was it was good. I was like, hey, he's pulling that off. He's a good looking so. motherfucker in that movie. That's what he was. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah shit. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Nick kicks for wind talkers. Wind. Oh god. One Nick kick. That's what I'm giving it. I'm giving. Yeah, I'm two and three eighths. Like two it's th- bad. <laughs> He gives one kick and then he winds up for a second kick and doesn't go for it. Just, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to cut to the ad now. And I'm going to race the ad downstairs to get my uh, my stuff. So do the ad real quick. And ad time. And I made it. Made it. Totally. And totally within the time limits of that ad. Too. <laughs> totally took me 30 seconds. That's all it took. I'm like the fucking <laughs> wind, man. And did, you, did you talk to the wind while you were... Ooh topical and i had to open up the door <laughs> and sadly now shlomo's in the room so oh god well, we gotta ruin everything so um this is a long episode but fuck it fuck it it's cage it's cage and we only have one this or that so we got other things to do but yeah before we get into that i want to do a couple of shout outs because i was thinking about some okay. stuff and uh yeah fuck it it's our podcast we do what we want Damn right, we do what we want. It's unfortunately, so does Shlomo, but you know, I know. we have no control. He's been wanting to tap dance all day. So, <laughs> I just want to dance. <laughs> just gotta let me dance, Dad. <laughs> uh, my first shout out, I want to give out to my Aunt Pat. Um, Aunt Pat. Aunt Pat. My mom's twin. Uh, she's been a real helpful person in life in general, but then she's also been a huge supporter of the podcast, which is awesome. And so, uh, yeah, yes, she has. Yes, she has. Thank you, Aunt Pat. She uh, started a couple weeks late. My mom told her to skip episode four, which is our other Nick Cage one, for a good reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no one should listen <laughs> to that one again. Not even going to bring it up. Nope. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but, uh, like, when you came out and the little table we recorded on, that was given to me by Aunt Pat. So she's a very generous person wow. and a great supporter. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so shout out. Thank you, Aunt Pat. Shout out to Aunt Pat. Your Aunt Pat. My Aunt Pat. I have, I think we've talked about it before. I have two Aunt Pats and an Uncle Pat. Like, I don't know what, we're, like why everyone has to have an Aunt Pat or an Uncle Pat. We're, we're Pat, we're three, Pat relatives so. rich is what we are. So, <laughs> um, another Pat one in our pockets. is, uh, so I'm for the most part off Facebook and it feels fantastic because it's just, it's human chaos, right? Yeah. Yep. But one thing I've, I've noticed that I've actually go back and I check because it's just a nice, happy place to be. And you're on the same page as I am. Mm-hmm. And it's that random more dudes, the Renaissance or whatever it is, oh. <laughs> page. And I remember yeah. I, got, I got invited to that page. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I joined it. And it's literally just a bunch of dudes vibing. Like, it's just. Yeah, there's dudes being good dudes. Yeah, like, like they just will ask. People sharing. Yeah. People like, you know, hey, look at, look at my new little dude. And some guy's got a baby and everyone's like. Awesome, dude. Like, yeah. glad you're, you know, yeah. And it's great. just like, you like, know, look at that little dude. asking yeah. questions about, you know, 
how do I fix this thing? What should I buy with this? No. What are you guys up to good, now? Yeah, it's just it's just, just good wholesome dudes. It's and it, that's the thing is like it's wholesome and like no one tolerates bullshit too either. Like you mm-hmm. get kicked out of the group real quick and like there's no one. Yeah. Well, they had a first like generation of it that got just out of hand with like hate and nonsense. Right. And they like restarted it, and now it's like just. It's just cool to see like a, nice. literally it's just a yeah. it's just a group of dudes being nice to each other and just like hey this is nice nice, nice things doing you nice. know it's like I see a bunch of memes and stuff all the time about like gamers like that play online yeah and like they're just like oh like people say video games are violent and then it's like also video games and it's just like some nice wholesome message some guy sent to some other guy being like hey that was really fun like we should be friends and play again yeah like, right it's just really like good and I'm like yeah it's just like hey thanks guys for not being shitty because I mean if it's a I was like, like what? Like, We've got enough of that. Yeah. There's like 1,500 just dudes on a page with no one else yeah. but dudes. Like it could have gotten bad real quick. And it's like, it's just yeah. wholesome as fuck. And I enjoy it. So shout yeah. out to that. Yeah. Cool. And the last one, um, mm-hmm. and we'll get into this or that. Last one is our friend, um, recently new friend for you. I've known her for, fuck, like a decade now. Holy shit. More than that. <laughs> uh, our friend Jasmine has started a, she had an Instagram page for her little beer blog for a while and now she started mm-hmm. a youtube channel uh beauty yep. and the booze uh she's doing good she's gaining a lot of followers lots of views so we just yeah. want to give a little shout out uh, if y'all are looking for something to watch it's just fun um on youtube fun little entertaining snippets just like yeah. on podcasts just yeah. some relative nonsense yeah so uh, out. give out give a beauty and the booze a little look there so yeah cool cool all right ready for this or that yeah all right lay it on me all right so i was sitting there the other day and i watched a movie Mm -hmm. and it made me think have you seen palm springs on hulu i have not Ooh, you gotta watch it especially after this question okay (laughs) it's actually good andy sandberg it's a it's good. It's so the mom from uh, How I Met Your Mother, right? Yeah. What's her? Yeah. She has a name, but that's what I remember as too. I, Something. That's yeah. <laughs> Tony. I don't know. I feel like it's like a Italian. It's very Italian. I know that. Italian. Yeah. Okay. You got got to choose between the two. Okay. You either now, you live the rest of your life, however many days you have left, however many years you have left, it could end mm-hmm. whenever. That's the, like you just live the rest of your life. It's a new day every day. Good days, bad days, great days, sad days, right? Yep. Normal rest of your life. Or you think of the best day you ever had, mm-hmm. and you live that over and over again for 150 years, and, you're, and you're, it resets every time you go to sleep or die. Oh, gosh. So, like, Groundhog Day? Yeah. Like, do you, do you age, or you just keep reliving it's that It's the same, same day, day over over? for 150 years, and then you just die. Gosh. But you so you can jump out of a plane with no parachute because once you hit the ground, you wake up in the same day. Once you go to sleep, you wake up in the same day. Because you could do all this crazy stuff. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the just live the rest of my life. Yeah. Because if you take that one day, like you can't get to a lot of places or do a lot of things in 24 hours. But it's not 24 hours. It's until you fall asleep. Uh, I mean, uh, even then, like, uh, say I want to go to, like, Japan. Like, that's like a 16-hour flight. There's no way I'm not sleeping on that flight. I'm going to go to sleep on a flight and wake up in my bed. Right. Like, 
You know, there's stuff like that. It does that limit just, it for you sure. Can't get to yeah. So I'm gonna take just the rest of my life, good days, bad days, whatever, because I think there's just too much I'd want to do that. Eventually, I'd get frustrated that I couldn't do because of just time restrictions. Right. Like, right. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a tough question for me. I think. Yeah. I think I think I might go with the the 150 years though of the same day. Hmm. And just uh, you know, I've got a couple of days in mind I'd pick from. But uh, I think it'd be interesting, and I don't know. It would be nice to have the same upbeat thing going on. And think about this: you're never hungover, so <laughs> well, <laughs> you wait. You wait. I don't know. You're waking up starting see, fresh. Is, see, this is why you should go first sometimes because yeah. you're always swaying me with these great points. I know. Well, you got to come up with questions, <laughs> then, man. I'm always in the thick of that questions. If you come up with a question, you could ask me first. <laughs> You can ask me first. 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 Oh no! You gotta come up with more questions. All right. Um, well, yeah, it's just something to kind of mull over, you know. And I understand that the boredom of it could get to you real quick. I'm just, I'm a kind of a, I'm kind of a perpetual person. I just kind of do the same stuff over and over again. Right. But eventually, I'm like, I need to do something different. Like, I just feel like I'm in a rut as far as like entertaining myself of like what I'm doing. That I'm like, I. I just need to get like I just need to go to like the grocery store to just do something different, right. like you know. And I think if after 150 years you you'd end up just doing everything you could do, and I like, I would just get frustrated with it and be like you know eventually like hey I like I know for a fact it's gonna end, but like I after like 20 years I'm just sitting on 130 years of like oh well, I've already done that, right. like you know like it's just yeah. Okay, well then let me adjust it. You do the rest of your life like that, like it is or whatever, or. You, you jump forward in your normal life 30 years, but then you do mm-hmm. 10 years only of the, the same day. So I get 30 years of just like living the rest of my life mm-hmm. and then 10 of the best, best day. day over and over again. And then it's done. <sighs> Probably take that. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say get 30 years of experiences and whatever under my belt and then 10 years of what, what was the one thing in those last, what would be on 60 years? Yeah. At that point of like, what of my last six years was the best day to choose and then from? You like, get I to... feel like I'd have way better days to choose from <laughs> than I do in this first 30 years. Right. I haven't done a whole lot. This is the most important thing I've done is this fucking podcast, Josh. <laughs> like, I love it. And it's wonderful. But I like, couldn't it's do not, this every day for 150 It's years. not really an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah no, like, I couldn't do this every day for 150 I'm not just going to record a podcast every day yeah. for 150 years. Yeah, that'd be rough. I mean, God knows there's enough cage movies to do it, but... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, everyone out there listening, what, what would you pick? Would you take the, the 150 years guaranteed long life but same day? Or would you roll the dice and stick with what you got? So let us know what you think. But all right, we're, uh, we're around towards the end here. Um, mm-hmm. You got some good news for actually, me? You know what? I have. Oh. I had a couple of this or that Did you? before we get into oh. that. I actually found – it's a cage episode, so I, I kind of thought of a couple lay to him, get through. Lay them on just me. Just have some fun with that. So, lay that thing on me. So if if in hand to hand combat, <laughs> because we had Outcasts and Season of the Witch, he's a Crusader Knight in both movies. Right. Which which of those two Cage characters wins? Outcast. Out, out. Really? Mm-hmm. Easy. He's mm. fucking invincible, man. Like. That is true. He got stabbed. He so got many stabbed times. so many I times. Mean, it, I don't know, man. Season of the Witch. He he took on a demon. It's true. But he took a I mean, demon. He dies in both, so he's obviously not invincible. Yeah, he's not invincible, but, like, but I don't know. I mean, give, give me one-eyed overactor 
killing thirty dudes over. I don't know. I'm taking. I'm taking season. Oh, the witch. I okay. Think, I think okay. Bayman's got a. You got, Bay- edge you got Bayman over. I think he's, uh, a, he's a little. He's a little younger. He is. He's a little, a little more youthful. Spry. He's a little more clear-headed. I think mm. he. He kind of. Yeah. Get a get a jump on it. Also, real so. quick, back to uh, Outcast. Why did he think it was so funny when he asked the kid if he was ten and the kid's like fourteen? I he's like, what do you? He's like, what are you ten? He's like fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, and he just and like busts like, out what the laughing fuck was that? and fucking like, like, yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> All right, like, sorry. Yeah, you need to cut. You need to cut down the opium, Nick. Yeah, it's a lot of opium. <laughs> at one point, he just throws a bag at Hayden Christensen's. Like, here, here's some opium. Clear your head a little bit. Yeah, and I'm like, Keeps how the, much do you have that you're just that throwing day. it around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My gosh. Uh, last last question though. Mm-hmm. As we we covered, Nick Cage with a sword and Nick Cage with a gun. Boomstick. Boomstick mm-hmm. or swashbuckle, obviously. <laughs> if you if you had to fight Nick Cage mm-hmm. in in armed combat, are you taking him against in in a sword fight? Or are you going in a gun fight against Nick Cage? I'm going sword what would, fight. What would you, you think you you think you beat him in a sword? I fight? I think I've got a better chance of beating him in a sword fight, and I think I just got like a less of a chance of just like a stray bullet hitting me. You know what I mean? There's a, <laughs> a, a rotten a ricochet. Yeah, there's a lot more room for error with a sword than there is with a gun. You know what I mean? He can cover oh, a lot of distance with a gun. I feel I like I, I feel like I got some size on him. I, th- I definitely got reach on him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, do we? Yeah, he's like six, six foot, six two. I don't know, man. But he six one, something. Maybe a little reach. I, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I'd take him. I could take him. I don't know, man. I think I'd take the gun. Just seeing how he shoots guns, he just kind of wildly aims. He I've does. never seen him aim at anything. That's true. And with a sword, I feel like in hand-to-hand combat with a sword, he's going to hit you those Nick crazy eyes, and you're going to be distracted, and then he kills you. Yeah, but see, that's when he, I give him, I give do, him the Josh gonna... crazy eyes right back. And then now, now we're oh. deadlocked in crazy eyes. And, it... and then a second Big Bang happens, and we get a whole new universe. <laughs> Two crazy And then all of a sudden we're stuck in the same day for 150 years of fighting Nick Cage with a sword. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn time loop. <laughs> and all of a sudden we've got Highlander. Yeah. Like this. can only be one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but yeah, I think I think I right. I think I take him in a sword fight. All right, I'm I'm am t- taking the gun. I think it'd be more banter I'm... too. You know what I mean? In the in the gun fight? No, the sword fight. Or the sword fight. Oh, that's true. If you're you know equally matched yeah. and you're just shit talking, yeah. yeah. He'd be like, "I'm the white ghost." And I'll be like, "I'm the brown fun. ghost," and like just go back and forth. I'm the kukui. <laughs> like. <laughs> brown fantasma. Oh my god! Well, that got out of hand. It did. Good. I'm glad. That was, was good. That was good questions, though, because now we have a much less existential crisis question to ask the, the audience on Instagram. Okay. Oh, good. Because mine's a little dark, but yeah, a little bit. I got some. I got some uh, band name matchups for you. You want to hear those real quick? I want to hear them in one second. Yeah. After I talk about how you can learn more about these band names and participate in them on our social media nice uh which is on instagram most of our most of the stuff we do is on instagram and that's where we do our polls we have our questions so all these these this or that questions we just did uh, uh we'll be posting those you can answer them participate in them uh so check us out on instagram at a holes underscore and underscore elbows it's a mouthful but you follow us once you don't got to do it again yep. and then be sure to also check us out on facebook and like our page on facebook uh, just a holes and elbows podcast on that, yeah. and you know, send us some messages. You know, send us suggestions, send us things you liked, you didn't like, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so. 
None of you have yeah. to wait till we ask a question for you guys to chime in. If you guys want to say anything about the podcast, throw it in there. We are always No, ears. absolutely. All if ears. You feel free to just say, hey, Josh, you're full of shit. Yeah. There's no way you're beating Nick Cage in a sword fight. Well, I would say, well, you're a fucking idiot, whoever you are. Yeah. <laughs> Guy. Probably my mom would say or that Or lady. Me. I don't know. One my mom's going to put me in my place. Watch. Oh, yeah. Like, your, mom, your mom wins any argument. <laughs> yeah. And she just wouldn't want me to get in a sword fight. Probably that, too. That's true. She'd be, Joshua, put that sword down. <laughs> like, sorry, Matt. Sorry. But, Mom, <laughs> I'm trying to get stuck in a time loop. God. <laughs> I thought we were through this when you were a kid. Stop throwing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but that was a good That was a good social plug. Yeah, and we're now over 400 people on our Instagram, which is exciting. So. Hell and we're yeah. rounding the corner on a thousand yeah. streams, which is really cool. We're, yeah, we're going to go over a thousand. Yeah, so tell your them. friends. Tell your friends. Stream our episodes. Tell your friends. Follow us. Like us. Be nice like to us. us. Be nice to us. <laughs> but so, at least nice to me. Fuck yeah. Josh. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever. I like it that way. So. <laughs> a little more insight. Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. Yeah. A little more insight. All right. Um, <laughs> so we're down to the final four matchups, right? Final eight teams, four more matchups. Yeah. So this week in the band, we've got a harem of parrots versus Sleeveless in Seattle. Followed by Tiggle Biddies versus Culprit and the Cure. With that also, I just, I want to be unbiased, but I, I'm kind of pulling for Tiggle Biddies. Like, I just, I just love hearing you say it in that fucking accent. Third matchup is Majestic Malaki versus Blackbeard and the Alhu. And finally, we have Duncan and the Donuts versus Chainsaw Narwhal. Make sure you all go out and vote. So, yeah, there we go. It's a band name matchups. That's great. And I was looking up, like, who said in what. And there's, like, one person, Brittany, who did our music, our mm-hmm. theme song. And she's got, like, three yeah. names left still. Like, three of those are hers. Well... See the uh, we we didn't limit how many you could nope. submit. She played the odds, man. So may the odds be forever in your favor. Yep. If you got do a, join us along, like as we're doing our podcast, like we come up with band names all the time. We write them down. Like just fill your life with these band names. And this will not be the last. Write them down. We keep do. track of them. So. and the next no, we're absolutely gonna do more after this. Yeah. So the next time it rolls around, have them on deck. Yeah. I can submit them all, and we'll we'll just pick a bunch yeah. of them. So. And there's only one of mine left, which is good. Because I had to stack the I had to stack the the bracket with some of mine, and I was I was getting worried there for a second. I was like, oh my god, what if what if mine wins? I can't give myself a fucking merchandise thing. So, but now we're just down to Chainsaw Narwhal, which is a good fucking name. But anyway, it is a good name. <laughs> all right, good news. Good news. So I got a good news story here. Yeah. yeah. Let's throw this out here. So Charles Feeney mm-hmm. was a billionaire. He, uh, he made his money um, starting operating the duty-free shops, duty-free retailers in airports. Mm-hmm. So he amassed $8 billion as a fortune and then started a thing called Atlantic Philanthropies. It was a company that to give stuff away. Atlantic Philanthropies? Yeah. That's a good band name. That is a good band name. <laughs> and it was his goal, and he's done it after a couple decades. He has now given away his fortune. He's wow. he given away over $8 billion. He's given it all away. Jesus. I mean, he still he, he left himself with $2 million, which is still, I would love to have $2 million. I, but, and compared to $8 billion, 
that's a hell of a downgrade. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he just decided he wanted to to give more than. He said there's a lot of people out there that have less than what they need, and he wanted to do his best. So he's done $3.7 billion towards uh, education, um, $870 million towards human rights and social uh, change companies, uh, $76 million to, towards Obamacare, $350 million towards uh, building a technology campus for Cornell in New York. The guy is just – he wanted wow. to give, and he's given. So he went from a That's billionaire incredible. to he's got – $2 million left. He shut down the, the Atlantic Philanthropies Company. It's all done. He's got no more money. Shut it down. It's over. So, Wow. That's incredible. It is. How have I not heard about this before? Right? How has no one heard about this before? And the great thing like, is... The billionaires literally just giving his money away yeah. and everyone's still on the news like billionaires are bad. Right. Like, sure. And, yeah. yeah. But like, there's billionaires like that that are like, I don't... I don't know if I talked about it before, but I remember watching a documentary and they're interviewing millionaires that most of them lived in like Seattle. They were for like Microsoft and they were millionaires in like, they had like $6 million. Right. So like, they're still millionaires, but they're not like crazy, crazy wealthy. Yeah, I'd still take $6 million, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, it still takes, but like they were interviewing one of the guys and they're like, what do you do with your money? He's like, nothing. Like it just sits. Like I, I only need so many pairs of pants. Like I only need so many jet skis. Right. Like what am I supposed to do with yeah. it? Like I don't need anything anymore. It just sits there. And like, and this guy, give it away, start a charity. Yeah, like he, he did that. He's like, I, I only need two million to continue living my lifestyle, and that's what he did. That's that's relatively probably moderate, mm-hmm. considering two millions. Like it's a lot of money, but it's like not a lot compared to like other things, you know. Right. And and he's, he's like, he, oh, and that's all I need. Just here, give it away. He's he's like, that's that's incredible. He's older, but he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm done. So he just giving it all away. So props to him. That's fantastic. What was his name again? It was um, Charles Feeney. Charles Feeney. <laughs> and when he, and when he was in the process of, of giving all that money away, he was doing it all anonymously, which is cool too. So, oh, like like uh, was it Argentinian Batman yeah, or whatever, yeah. Chilean Batman? Yeah. Oh, I forget. But, Senor Bruce. Senor Bruce. <laughs> That's awesome. Senor That's Wayne. Good. All right, go ahead. Senor. <laughs> Senor Wayne. Oh my gosh. Wow. Right, you got a good news route. That's right. We got to wrap this up, man. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> uh, so my good news is about uh, so this man John Kinney John was Kinney. a John Kinney was an electrician in oh, man. Did it say the city? Oh, it was Massachusetts. So it was just in Massachusetts somewhere. Um, but he ended up doing some work for this seventy-two-year-old woman who didn't have a whole lot. Had been living in her house for like ten years. Mm. And he was repairing like a light fixture, and he noticed just the rest of her house was just really dilapidated. It was just run down. Right. She didn't have money for repairs. She would only turn her water on every few days to like flush toilets because she was like she just didn't have all the money. Oh wow! Like there was holes in the roof. The raccoons were getting into the house and like doing all sorts of stuff. And so he decided, you know, I'm gonna help this woman. I'm gonna start coming here and like helping her out, and doing some work in the house. And so he's been doing some like you know some work for her. He went onto Facebook and tried to get other people uh, to, like, donate their time or supplies or whatever to come help fix this woman's house. And they started to go fund me. Oh, wow. And it's raised it's raised over $100,000 so far. Wow. And they're basically, like, remodeling this lady's entire house. And it's all donations. It's all people just donating their time, their effort. Like, he's gotten to know the woman. Like, his family's gotten to know her. And he's, like, you know, she's, like, part of my life now. Wow. And so, and so he started... 
this volunteer group called Gloria's Gladiators. Nice. So the old woman's Gloria. And so people have joined up, um, like, on that group on Facebook to, like, come help her or, like, other people. And he's now trying to start, like, a volunteer organization so that you can join and just donate your time or efforts or money or whatever. There's there's over 9,400 members so far. Wow. And I think that was just since this last summer. And so he's he's trying to start that and just start another, uh, you know, an organization that will help, you know, um, elderly people who just don't have the means or money to fix their homes and stuff. And I just that's that awesome. Cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, Very I'm cool. glad that story didn't really <laughs> shadow your <laughs> crazy cool story. But <laughs> No, that's rad. Jeez. And it makes yeah, me, it makes so. me happy thinking that it probably was a good chance that both of them have like heavy Boston accents. So that makes me smile. <laughs> right. But uh, oh no, you got you got raccoons in your house yeah. over there. <laughs> Let me get those out. Let me. You got a broom, Gloria. Get the broom. <laughs> Love with you, darling. Your house sucks. All right. I got a joke for you. I feel I feel like just joshing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Hit me. Freddie Mercury. Bruno Mars and Venus Williams all walked into the same bar. Yep. But they didn't plan it. <laughs> Zing. That's great. They didn't plan it. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, well, speaking of zings, oh, yeah. I got a little, z- little Zach Zing oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, let's hear it. And this is, this is actually a, a, a Nicolas Cage themed joke Ooh. because of, for obvious reasons. Obviously. But uh, what did Nicolas Cage say when his daughter's uh, when his daughter gave him uh, her report card? We got to steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, close. <laughs> uh, he said, "Oh God, not the bees!" I told you you'd like that one. <laughs> Next cage, we got to do Wicker Man so people understand what the fuck that was. But <laughs> oh god, not the bees! I, I, They're in my eyes. Yeah, it, it doesn't hit without reference. No, but, but I don't feel like giving reference no, right now. Fuck it. To watch Wicker Man yeah, if you want it, right? And then re-listen to this episode in its entirety just to get that joke. <laughs> it's a hell of a buildup. <laughs> Hour and twenty six minutes later, we got a got a Wicker Man reference, but uh, oh lord, okay, that was a good episode. I like that one. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, so thank you all for listening. Um, we appreciate it as always. Uh, you guys' support's been unbelievable. Like I said, we're rounding the corner on a thousand streams, which is a big milestone we wanted to hit, and uh, we're almost at five hundred five hundred followers. Five hundred followers and thousand streams Instagram. is what we wanted to hit, and we're yeah. almost there. So. Keep on listening, guys. Uh, tell your friends. Um, keep the support coming. Keep popping like biscuits, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep talking. <laughs> so uh, thank you, guys. And you guys have a good night. Good night, everyone.